for joining us as we hear an anointed word from Treasure Coast Victory Center. As I was preparing to do this, um, the Lord had already told me that I knew who I was and I knew what to say and that I didn't need to look at any more of pastor sermons or any more of other people I had studied. And um, as I started doing that, I realized that um, who I am in my everyday is who he needs me to be. And so I just wanted to teach you a little bit about that and um, share a little bit about us. So um, Patrick, you bring that picture up for me, please. The question I want to um, pose on you for the evening, and maybe later through the week you'll think about this. I don't know if you've ever seen Where's Waldo? Um, From the time I was a kid, I've loved, I loved, it's like a search. It's like hide and seek, you know? You're trying to find this tiny little guy that has a red and white striped shirt and a red hat. So it's hard because there's like, there's so many people in that. Pat, pull up just like one spot of it. Anywhere in there. There's like, there's like so many colors and so many things. It just, it, there's so much going on in each one of these pictures. If you've never seen one, I, I'd tell you to, you know, go and search it out because it's really interesting. And there's just everything from people in a pool to a river and there's boxes and stuff floating to baseball players, um, a race. There's a race over there. Um, I think we finally found him. Show, show him where he's at, Pat. When we found him on this one, he's way down in the corner on the left. I thought it was kind of ironic because he's it right there in the judge's yeah. box. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's in some of the colors that are in all of the other colors in the picture. Um, those just always fascinated me. But it also made me think about um, where, where are you? Where are you every day? Um, are you just being? Um, are, you, are you doing exactly what he needs you to do? He's just there. They're just there doing what, they're all doing something. And I think in this life, there's so many people around us just doing so many things. They're all over the place. And you can be in the grocery store and you can be here at church. And sometimes you can be in a church and I won't, I'll see you up here, but I won't see you again until maybe later the next, in the week. Um, but are you, are, are you attainable when you're here, when you're here at church? Um, are you approachable? Can you just say hello to someone? Can you hug someone? There are a lot of people in our church that just need hugged. I find in my daily thing, when I'm standing behind my chair, I have little old ladies that just want to be heard. They just want that whole hour. And sometimes it doesn't take an hour, but they want that whole hour of just me. Not, it's not even about their hair. It's about, it's about listening to them and being in a room because they're going back to their own home where there's nobody else, yet there's people that live all around them in these little developments but yet they're alone. They may be the only God, I may be the only God or part of God that they ever see. 
which is what I want to bring to your attention tonight. Um, where are you? Are you there? I, it, he tells us to be a light bearer, a carrier of his light. And we all know from what pastors taught us that we have not just Jesus living inside of us. I think, I think when we grow up and know the Holy Spirit is upon us and he's called us to do so many things that we can walk in our daily life and totally be so blind, you know, blinders on and just going in one direction and not see anything that's happening around us and hearing or sometimes you don't even have to touch people to know that there's something you can see on their face when you walk by somebody in the store. And I don't mean you got to walk, run right up to them and just start ministering right to them and just, sometimes that's overwhelming. Sometimes people think you are freaky. We're a little weird. I like being weird. Now, I might do that. Now, there's times when I will, be, <laughs> I will be shampooing a little girl's hair, and she's acting a little weird. She doesn't want me to touch her head, probably because something that's going on, she has no idea I'm praying in the Spirit over her. She has no idea that every time, and I'm not saying it out loud, but inside of me, I am just praying in the Spirit, just doing what I know how to do and what I've learned to do because I know that my shadow will heal people because I have the living, breathing Holy Spirit, God our Father, God who is the King of Kings inside of me. Amen. And so, then we have days that are trials. <laughs> this week we had quite a trial <laughs> where sometimes I need to call pastor and hear the God that's inside of him, the Jesus that's inside of him, just speak peace over me and say, just breathe. It's going to be okay. You're right, it is. And then it, it, it spurs that again. We have to do that for each other. We have to be able to relate. We, we have to touch people and be touchable. If we're so shut off, if we're only here and we don't get out there. I mean, I think from the years that we've been coming here, I've heard pastors say many times that this is a training center. Now, he loves people in this church, but he also loves you to go out there. And so he's trained us and he's taught us how to take all of this and to step outside those doors to where we are on a daily basis because he can't be everywhere. And I can't be everywhere. But just where you're at, there's someone that needs what you have on the inside of you. And because you know what it is that's on the inside of you, the living, breathing God, the great I am, all of the songs we're singing lately have just totally reinforced that in my life where I thought that it was not as strong and then it, it's almost like when you start singing those songs again, you know, I know who I am. I know who I am. I know that what happened at the beginning of this week, he knew was going to happen. He knew where I was going to be. He knew who would be in that area at that moment. And he knew what I would need at the moment. We had, Malachi and I had gone to Walmart. And it was just after work. He was hungry and he said, I'm just going to wait. I, I don't want to eat right now. So I, we were just doing what we're doing. Might have taken a little bit longer. He's silly. He gets so funny when he's just alone with me. And he does silly things with his cane. So being silly is kind of normal for him. And he got a little more dramatic than normal. 
and he got to where he was just kind of overemphasizing everything he was doing. And I thought, there's something's not right. Something's not right with him. And it wasn't, I'd never experienced him doing this. And the further we got in the store, he, he just got like he was drunk. And I'm thinking, okay, this is not God. He's not, this isn't a Holy Spirit thing. This is just a little more scary than I want to deal with at the moment. So he leaned up against something. I said, you know, stay right here. I need to look and see if these are the chicken nuggets or whatever you wanted. I'm texting Pat. Uh, I don't like what's happening right now. <laughs> Tell me what to do. And he just said, get done. Get out of the store. So we got down the aisle a little further and in towards like where the front area is. And I looked back, and he wasn't right at my shoulder. Usually he'll be right there. He's kind of like turned and set himself down. And that's what we've taught him. If something's not right, if he's dizzy, just plant yourself. So he planted himself down on the ground and then proceeded to call his dad because he couldn't, he, he, not that he couldn't see, he just couldn't, everything was wrong. He couldn't think straight and nothing was going on. And part of me panicked and said, okay, well, what do I do now? I looked at a girl over by the register and she said, what's going on? I said, I need orange juice, soda, candy, just bring me something, I, I don't care. I knew he was having a low. He had dropped so low that his, everything was wrong. And um, we're just standing there and people are asking questions and they're trying to help. And he got to a point where I could just touch him and I started praying over him, but then I wasn't okay again. And I looked up and someone I don't know, other than she works there at Walmart, this, late, this little tiny lady, and I saw her mouth moving. And she's praying in tongues. And, I, and the Lord said to me, she's praying in tongues. And I looked at her and she said, in Jesus' name. And, I, and, and it was like my whole everything was shaken. It was like I was standing there watching God talk to me or Jesus talk to me through this little lady. Like I saw her, but I didn't. And it was like... You're okay. In that moment, I needed to see God. Even though I was doing just what I knew to do, pray over him, give him orange juice. Okay, what's next? I went back to her yesterday. He was fine. Patrick came and we took him home and he slept. Um, and the Lord told me to go back to Walmart the next day. After you're done work, go, go back. And I went back and I found her. And I said, you know, you just need to know that this, this is what I saw this upon you. I'm so grateful. You brought, she brought such peace over me at the moment that it was like, okay, you can handle this. That's what I'm talking about. That's who you are. You are that person for someone that needs it right now. They need to hear or see that you're speaking in tongues. They need to know that there is someone else interceding for them. That's what we're called to do. We're called to walk right alongside them or, or see that and let it happen. She didn't run right up and put her hands all over him. She just stood there. Now what she said to me after I went and saw her was, oh, praise God. I had no idea why God told me to go over there and fold those clothes. I had no idea what was happening to him, but he told me to start praying. And she was just so cute. She just, she's like, she just kept saying, oh, God is so good, and, and asked what his name was, and we just went on to talk about God, and it was really awesome. And she said, you know, I needed to hear that today. I needed to hear that there was a reason why I did that. So even she, just being faithful, 
did what, what she needed, you know, what God told her to do. Um, people around us are hurting. And I think with everything we see in society and the way that the world is going and social media is going and the things that come into our eye sockets from the social media, people are hurting more because they see things and think, oh, I'll never measure up to that because they don't know that that's not what they should be seeing. It's easy to see those things. It's not easy to open up your Bible and see that and, and concentrate on that. And so even there we have another challenge that things that are visual, it's easy to believe something that you see. It's not easy to believe that I'm gonna lay hands on my son and he is gonna be healed or he is gonna get up off the floor. That's hard. That takes a lot more practice and a lot more faith. And so right where we are, right where you are, in your job, in your field, maybe in the grocery store, maybe just at home with your kids, in the kitchen. Um, uh, the, the book that Joni wrote about pulpit in the kitchen really spoke to me a lot because it talked about my household just right where I was. Those, she was just a mom at a point, and she realized that that was where she ministered the most. I minister a lot behind the chair. Whether people know I'm praying for them or not, I listen to a lot of their woes. Um, we laugh too because I'll have a young girl tell me you know, stuff that probably I should never ever hear in my whole life. And it's okay because she knows I won't talk to her mom about it. And I just tell, I tell a lot of people, you know what, with your haircut, the hair goes on the floor. Everything you say to me, I lift to God. And then what doesn't need to be heard goes right into the trash can. So that's where we keep that. Because if it's trash, it's trash. And then I can pray for her or I can pray for that person um, because I'm a light barrier, a light bearer, a carrier, a beacon, salt, and salt that adds flavor, not salt that is so, if you ever over-salted a potato, it's so gross and you can't wash it if it's a baked potato and you're just looking forward to eating it. It's just horrible. So there's also a value, you know, a, that, that flavor that you have to be careful that you're not overdoing it too and just exhausting that to where people are choking. I mean, too much salt in my mouth, I'm gonna choke. I want a drink of water. I need, don't give me too many crackers with salt on them because now I need a big drink of water because I can't even talk back to you. And, and that's kind of like, it's, it's the measure that God has for us to just kind of, you know, when we read those verses, when we look at them and, and, and see what Jesus, his example was, that's all. I mean, I don't think he ever choked anybody with salt. He, he, told, he spoke the truth, you know. Um, I recognize even um, people in here that have become like generals in my life. I would tell you that when I was a kid, um, I worked at Publix, and Mitzi and Jim went to church with me and they would find me on Sunday after church because they knew I would be at Publix working. And they, it, it didn't matter. <laughs> and I might not have been in the right spot as a teenager or as a young adult. And just them being in my life, just coming through and saying certain things and, you know, you're so sweet and just encouraging me. You know, our young people that are here and not here, they need encouragement. They need to see that, you know, 
you loved him regardless, you know, that, that God is amazing. And to see that and now to see, they're beacons in my life. They really are. They're, they're people that I look to and I think, wow, I want to be like that. You know, there's different people that I think of as I've grown up in church and thought, you know, Mary, I love the way she teaches. I love the way that she's taught me different things and how to learn to, to change this or adjust this or do a little more over here. And I appreciate that. And it's never too choking. It's never too much salt. It's just enough for me. It's like, okay. And sometimes you take that home and savor it a little bit. You know, not everything pastor preaches I get on the first go. I usually have to listen to it two or three times. And then it really sinks in. And you're like, oh. And it is different when you're sitting here than when you're, you're listening to it on the tape. Um, I think you get a lot more when you're here and then to listen to it again and you're like, I didn't hear that. I didn't get that. So I don't care how many times I've heard about being a new creation or being put into God's kingdom and what I'm doing kingdom health-wise. Um, that's been the best thing for my walks ever is when I'm walking and I'm hearing about kingdom health and I'm realizing, wait a minute, I'm talking to my body and I'm gonna tell it what's doing because right now I'm hurting and it's not gonna, I'm not doing that anymore. So every one of those things has been very good. Um, let me find my place because I was so far off of this. But it's okay because he told me. I, didn't, I wrote all this and then I didn't look at it again today because he told me not to, so. I love that one. Um, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, he tells us to be dedicated, dedicate all of ourselves to be set apart and different from this world. Um, and it's an act of worship to him. It, it, it brings out glory to him when we are set apart and when we start to do what God wants us to do and walking, just just walking. His plan is, is not one that's like, we have to work hard at it. It just happens. And we know that we're anointed, we're created in his image, we're filled with his spirit, and right where we are, we can spread his unconditional love. And sometimes that means just being quiet. Sometimes that means just being in the right place at the right time. All those people, that were at Walmart the other day were just in the right place. They just, you know, I, I went back today to get something from the pharmacy and the girl that was standing there and I said his name and she's like, wait, how is he? And I'm like, okay, I don't even remember you being there, but he's good. But even that, you know, and then I just told her, you know, he's, he's doing fantastic. He's, he's, he's walked it out and I don't know that we need this medicine. So we'll go back for that later. <laughs> um, my plan and purpose is not his, it's it, my own. I have things I have to do every day and he wants us to be organized and keep things in order, but it may not be what he decides to do with us today. He may have a huge list. I may have a whole bunch of notes right here, but it may not be what he wants me to say. He may have a whole nother way that he's taking this. And it's taken decades and generations and generations of people to get to your plan, to who you are. 
Um, I love the verse that talks about, um, I think it was Paul and he was um, talking to Timothy about uh, his grandmother and his mother and they were all anointed and so he was anointed the same. And so I thought about, you know, that's, there's, there's three generations there. Those are three, more than decades, you know, of the plan just to get to Timothy. And he did amazing things too. But only things that Timothy could do. His mother and his grandmother could not. He chose just him, just like Jesus. There were things that, you know, Moses could do and, and Aaron could do and Abraham could do leading up to the plan of Jesus. Ultimately, leading up to our plan, to our individual spot where there is outside of these doors, outside of the church, you are someone that can talk about God or just be who you are because there are people that don't want to come talk to him because he might talk about God too much. But if I'm talking to them just as I'm talking now, I can reach them. There's always going to be that one person, oh, no, I went to church forever. I, I did everything they told me to do. I was so good. I tithed. I was faithful to be there all the time. I don't want to do that. I've done that already. But if they're in your living room or in your workplace, you have a platform to speak to them just by being who you are. There's something that's inside of you that they need to hear. There's something inside of you that I need. I think that's why he puts us all in, in different places and in different um, platforms. Because there's, there's not going to always be a place that pastor can go anywhere. I can ask him to come to the house and, and do all kinds of stuff. But there's, there's going to be people who are guarded, who are going to stand, sit back, because they know, oh, he's a pastor. Oh, that's a, I, I'm hesitant to tell people that, um, that when Becky comes that it's the pastor's wife because I don't want them to treat her differently than just Miss Becky. You know, I don't like that. Just, just, just enjoy who she is. She's fun and I love her spirit and how she bubbles and makes the whole room full, full of life. So that, you know, is fun. I like that. I have to tell you that. That's my secret. I don't always tell. <laughs> um, so, in order to be strong in all of that, we have to get full of knowledge. Um, if you're not ready, if you don't think you can handle those things, um, then you have to open your Bible. You have to listen to pastor's words more. You have to be there and look at it. I think I feel as if when I'm in my word and in my word, then I have, I have a bank. It's like my mind is full of all these verses, which is why it's important for me to teach the little kids, even in the simplest. You know, our, our latest one was morning, noon, and night. <laughs> the Lord hears my prayers or my voice, right? I did it wrong, didn't I? But see, they're going to remember that for the rest of their lives because it's, it's just even just a little bit. So it was funny, and they just they get it. And so if you have to break it down into teeny, tiny, simplest things, if you have to come and volunteer to do Sunday school once a month, you know, I'll just plug that in there for you, Bethany. Um, that, will, that has been like, 
the most humongous challenge in my life to get so much more word because I'm responsible for what I tell them and I love making sure that it's going to be right. It's going to be right on what his word says. Okay, let me check this and make sure that, okay, that's right. Uh, and yes, I believe that. I can teach them that. I don't want him to ever say to me, why did you teach them that? That's, that's not right. I want to be able just to know and, and see them grow. And it's amazing to see them go from the, those little bitty ones to now, you know, they're teenagers. Some of them are off at college right now. And knowing that and just praying over them saying, okay, Lord, you let me be that person to speak into their life and to be able to, you know, instill these things in them that they would grow, you know. That was probably one of my favorite verses growing up was the um, to study and show thyself approved. Just, just study. Just study it. Know it. Get full of knowledge. Now, if you're getting too fat with the knowledge, then some of it needs to be burned off. So you need to get out there and start talking, just being with people. Um, last week, um, Ellen was, she almost gave my whole message away because <laughs> she started talking about just going for a walk and everybody she's with, every time she runs across someone, she's just talking to them and just being herself. And she's able to share God with them and then it opens up into this wonderful conversation about God. And I thought, this is, that's awesome. I, I love studying his word. I love just being there, being in his presence. I think even after uh, what happened with Malachi, I, I took that as, um, I'm, I'm gonna give glory to God for this. I'm gonna go find that little lady. And that was, that was it. I just said, that, you know, you can't have this. You can't have any more of my time. You have stolen so much of my personal time with God and giving back to God by keeping me distressed in the sickness and in the problems and the, the different things in worry. And if I'm worrying, then I can't do what God wants me to do. And so God doesn't worry. He doesn't worry about anything. I mean, he takes care of us. He just takes care of us. He, he doesn't think about it again. It's just done. And when I think about that, it's easier to not worry. I think it doesn't <laughs> make some people happy, <laughs> But it's not like the, what is it, lackadaisical? It's not quite like that. But it's just that, forget it. I can't, I can't do that. I can't worry about that. Um, so I guess tonight I'm just challenging you to um, become Waldo in there. Um, know where you're at. Um, right where you are knowing that you already have, you already know your purpose and your direction. You already know the plan um, that just needs to be opened up. If you've got too much knowledge in there, I know somebody that could use some extra teaching and, and could benefit from it. Um, even a cup of coffee with someone is really helpful just to share and to get to know them. Um, make this not just a place where we just meet every Sunday, you know, get to know our family, especially now at Christmas time. And, you know, there's a lot of people that don't have family and it can be a very troubling time. And, you know, so it's my challenge to you.
Um, to go forward and with all the knowledge that you have, with all the stuff that pastors instilled in us, and step out in that. Um, don't be too salty. <laughs> and infect the world that's around us because people are hurting and they need to hear it. I'll put some verses in there because that's what I need to do next. Do not neglect the gift that is in you. Save yourself and others. Um, Jesus was speaking. There, there was, uh, in Acts 26, Jesus was speaking to Saul. He saw him, and he said, when I, when I was reading that, it made me think about the closest thing to Jesus, to God, that others will ever see, physically see. We are, we are it. We're, we're walking, talking, living, breathing, filled with the Holy Spirit, healing. We're ambassadors for Christ. We're complete, and we walk as sons of God. Therefore, we can do all of these things. And if you keep it locked up, then there are people that are going to suffer. There are people that are going to never know and just keep on walking around like zombies like zombies, just doing their thing, doing their everyday thing. And sometimes it's just a smile. Sometimes it's just being nice. Thank you for listening. For more from Treasure Coast Victory Center, visit us at mytcbc.com.